Hey guys, it's John. Uh, I got something for you today, and uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie, this delights me to no end. Uh, this is a podcast recorded by um, some of our listeners, some of our community members, some people who hang out in our Discord chat room and in our forums. And uh, a few of these guys have been listening and hanging out for years now, um, and uh, they got together and they recorded. Uh, kind of a one-off podcast. Uh, maybe maybe they'll do more. I don't know. Um, but the the whole premise was, um, you know, when I, when I decided I wanted to go to Midwest Gaming Classic this past year, um, what I wanted to do was I wanted to see how many people from our community we could get. And you know, we 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 got some folks coming. Lag came and Pickle Friction and uh, a few other folks. And um, but, you know, others due to either distance or real life commitments or, you know, Samuel, in his case, he lives on the other side of the freaking planet, right? Uh, he, he's supposed to come to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, of all places. Um, so anyway, uh, due to those factors, obviously some folks couldn't make it. So they decided to uh, get all salty and, uh, and form an anti-Midwest Gaming Classic group where they could just bust our balls from afar as we were having fun playing video games and drinking and having a good time together. Um, and it kind of morphed into this idea of let's record a, a podcast together and we'll be the anti Midwest gaming classic. We'll be uh, bizarro super the hardest. We'll call it hard the superist. And so that's what they did. And, and that's hilarious to me. And uh, so they recorded it and I told them I'd put it in the feed. So that's what you're getting today. So uh, enjoy. Like a bunch of whiny snowflake have-not bitches, we are your hosts, Tex, Samuel, Delarat, and Tropism, and we are Hard the Superest. Welcome, boys. Yeah, the boys. The revolution has begun. Give a revolution! <laughs> Occupy super the hardest. Yep. Alright, so I think since nobody knows who in the world we are, I think we need to introduce ourselves. I am Tropism. Hello, everybody. Tex? Hello, hey boys. Uh, yeah, Tex up in Canada here. Um, I enjoy short walks on uh, long piers, and uh, throw it off to the next. Sam, hello. I'm Samuel, and I'm from South Africa. And I suppose I'm the previously disadvantaged part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and Dell. Uh, and I'm Delarat. Uh, I'm also from Canada and just trying to keep this thing from crashing. <laughs> well, let's see if we could make your life a living hell. <laughs> that's all we can do in life, right? That, that's, that's, that is my sole purpose today is to not only make your life miserable, but to uh, make sure that John says, I will never, ever do that again. And let these guys, <laughs> <laughs> let these guys record a show. So. So I guess a stereotypical show, so we'll talk about what we're playing. So what have you guys been playing? Well, I've been a uh, big surprise, but I've been playing Nintendo lately. Uh, my daughter is actually, she's four and she's getting into, um, she's being able to do the actual button mechanics. So she's learning Excite Bike, nice. And uh, she's actually learning how to um, 
because you can hit power bend and go even faster for a little bit, but then it overheats. She's learning to go back before it overheats. And I've never been a prouder father in my entire life. She's written the letter A. I don't give a shit about that. She hit power bend and she didn't overheat the bike. And she wheelied a couple times. I'm I'm set. I'm yep. set, boys. Yep. There you go. Dad of the year. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm still trained to uh, push through Red Dead Redemption 2. Um I'm like halfway through like chapter five and then, you know, life happens. So I haven't been able to dedicate any time to it. So no spoilers, please. But man, I'm still just having a lot of fun with that game. Just how many hours? Oof. I'd, I'd probably say around 30, 35 hours. Maybe I, I don't get to play very often, but when I do, it's usually for about two hours. And then, uh, um, a lot of that time is, you know, running around doing some hunting and some of the other nonsense stuff and trying to knock out all of the, uh, uh, side missions and stuff. So I don't end up missing something before I get towards the end of the game. So, yeah, a lot of crocodile hunting. Well, I've been playing something similar. I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey and I'm about over 50 hours in so that game is also very long <laughs> yeah it's one i haven't picked up yet i i don't buy very many games new i tend to uh wait a while till they go on sale but i've got probably 300 games on my backlog so i'm never at a loss for something to play and um i'm still waiting for uh, uh to have time to play witcher 3 and when i have time and it's on sale it's mine Oh, I've got uh, Witcher 3 in my stack as well. Don't you worry. <laughs> what you been playing, Dell? Uh, yeah, I haven't been playing as much as I used to, but uh, I've been playing Apex Legends with some friends, uh, and that has been really interesting. I don't know. I ha- didn't really get into the Battle Royale thing to when it started. It was kind of, like, too stressful, and now... I don't know. There's something about it that kind of clicks, but I'm no good at it. <laughs> I'm god awful. I will unload an entire clip without hitting anyone. Uh, but it's still, I don't know. It's really uh, interesting. Just I like the kind of meta stuff of it, like where you're going to land, trying to pick what, which guns you're going to use when. Right. Uh, I've also been playing that on and off. It's uh, quite a lot of fun, although I'm also terrible. <laughs> yeah I played Fortnite twice I tried Fortnite twice and my the first time is yeah it's Fortnite where you're riding in that that Zeppelin looking motherfucker coming in the blimp the bus and, yeah yeah and you okay <laughs> you fly in and they're they're asking I, I must have been a squad leader or something and they asked me where we're flying to and I'm I, I have no idea guys the school I saw something that looked like a school and I, I got roasted online by a, a I'm gonna guess about a 16 year old. I did not feel well. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, that 16 year old's not gonna have a future for spending all his time playing that video game. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, hey, we all need fries with our Big Mac, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, did I mention I'm old and crabby? Okay. <laughs> I think I'm old and crappy too. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's okay. We Unchained, which is like Claire Crabby, but it's a little different. Oh, yeah. How about Cynical? I'm reaching there quickly. Yes. <laughs> I'm reaching there quickly. We have provincial elections coming up, and it's uh, we're starting to follow American-style elections, and it's it's getting fun. We'll say that. Um, we, we have um, general elections in about two to three weeks, so it's fun here as well. <laughs> cool. I guess that's it for that section. I that's <laughs> unreal. <laughs> yeah. I don't transition. I don't do uh, transitions well. <laughs> we are nothing if not professional. It's okay. You're not master of the segue yet. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. We couldn't talk about uh, what we've been watching. I know you guys have been diving into was it Santa Clarita. Oh, Santa Clarita diet. Yeah. Uh, Santa Clarita diet. Uh, they just released season three on Netflix. Um, a couple weeks ago. Um, very funny show. It's one of those super stupid, but smart TV shows. If, um, I kind of compare it to a, uh, um, a good place, the, the good place TV show where, yeah. And you know, it just so it's brilliantly written and super smart. And so, devastatingly retarded dumb at the same time it is funny and i can't even say enough of how much it is i I, my wife and i we've uh we've only watched three or four episodes of the new season but i can't wait to go and finish it up Uh, i've seen it on netflix as well just there's so many things to watch though well you know like john mentioned on uh one of the shows about uh Oh, <laughs> you know what? You just remind. We never said why we're here, and the, those other knuckleheads aren't. But we'll, I don't think we need to. No, it's it, pretty blatant. I, I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, uh, you know, we mentioned in the other show that you know uh, Timothy Oliphant just kind of said, "I'm a scientist," and then showed his pen, and it's like just dumb things like that like yeah I, I have a pin in my pocket of course I'm a scientist and just silly nonsense stuff like that just to me makes it so much funnier than anything like a Saturday Night Live where lowest common denominator comedy just irritates me that's great yeah I I really need to check that one out it's after hearing you guys kind of talk about it it's not um at all what I thought it was. <laughs> no, it's it's not. If, if if you could get past the first couple episodes, then I think you'll really enjoy it. The same with The Good Place, if you haven't seen that one yet. If you can get past the first couple episodes, then you're in. I've heard good things about both of those shows. Do you have them there? Yes, we do. Nice. I've actually been watching... Um, Maybe something that you guys haven't, and that's Star Trek Discovery, because that's also actually on Netflix over here. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've been meaning to, <laughs> along with every other show. <laughs> uh, no, I'm done with streaming services. I have uh, uh, Amazon, and I have Netflix, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm in the same place. I hear it's on a different streaming service over there, so 
Yeah, and it came across like a money grab to me where, who is it, like CBS or whoever just said, hey, we're going to make a streaming service and we're going to start with the brand new Star Trek and that's the only place you could watch it. And stuff like that just kind of bugs me. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not that big a Trekkie. That's one uh, thing okay. is, in 2019, is Star Trek that big of a draw to start a streaming service with? Yeah. Or to just draw people <laughs> to sign up for it? Valid point. You'd think at this point Star Wars shouldn't be relevant anymore, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but Star Wars is good. Hey, Ooh. you watch your mouth. Are we having? Are we having this old fight? <laughs> well, I, I I can tell you from uh, uh, I live in Phoenix and uh, I go to Phoenix Comic Con. My best friend and I we've gone for several years now, and uh, um, every year somebody from Star Trek is there. So, you know, we always go cause he is a Star Trek fan and it, it's, it's good. It's fun. You know, we enjoy it. There's a lot of people in cosplay. Um, I've still never, ever seen a full episode of the original series. I'm, I'm just not that big a Star Trek dude. Yeah. You don't really need to watch the original. Like I don't think it holds up as well as, as well as maybe the next generation. And even the next generation, don't watch, like, well, you can watch the first couple seasons, but it's not great TV. <laughs> even next generation is a little bit dated, I think. I still think it's the best one, but... Especially well, that... effects-wise. Well, yeah, that that's true. I'm not going to lie, the original series is the only one I watch. <laughs> <laughs> over and over? Over and over, man. I could see Gordon throwing that plastic rock ten times, and I still love it. I will agree with you and pretend I know what that reference means. (laughs) (laughs) Same here. Okay. What else you guys been watching? Anything else? I don't really want to bore you with mine because I watch shitty reality TV. Um, (laughs) My wife did just finish Downton Abbey. And she actually really dug it. I, I, I liked it. The, I watched uh, that. I, I liked it the first, like, I'm not the first, but the little bit that I did watch. Um, I was kind of ducking in and out here and there, but, but it was okay. But it's nothing like the challenge. That's the best show on TV. I don't give a shit what anybody says. <laughs> I don't know that one. Have you been watching Big Brother Canada? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's oh, yeah. Going. Uh, <laughs> oh, it it never stops, man. Every year, Those every pretty year. Boys, man. Those the pretty, pretty boys. boys. Oh, don't even get me started. They better boot Dane out before he. I think he's gonna take it if if they don't. Uh, if they don't watch out. Or Kira. Kira is just like cringe. <laughs> She's yes. Cringe is the right word, man. I'm not. So I, I I've got to ask this then. Uh, if 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 you have Big Brother in Canada then does that mean that you import your douchebags from America? Because I thought all you Canadian guys were nice. Maybe they're all people that emigrated to Canada now. (laughs) These are homegrown. Oh, okay. Straight up one guy who his reveal in like the second episode was pulling the like five replacement teeth from the front of his his (laughs) mouth because he's a hockey player. (laughs) I'm sure, well, the thing is, they kind of pull because 
if you take per capita of every city, there's got to be, say, 1.3 douchebags in every city. <laughs> and if you see, they're all in different cities. So that's the, we're, we're getting the douchebags. But yeah, the, the teeth reveal is funny. The, the funny thing with the Canada one is that they have the corporate sponsors, unlike the, like the American one that's big enough to um, get their money right from the network, I'm assuming. So it's all... This season, it's um, Skechers shoes. So they, the the head of household, um, they get Skechers shoes, and oh, I love these Skechers shoes. Or they get uh, furniture from a furniture store, and they're all like, oh, I love that end table. <laughs> and there's the uh, the Wendy's kitchen. The Wendy's, t- yep. The <laughs> Every week, Wendy's as the- in the restaurant. Yeah, there's like a drive-through in the kitchen, and if they win certain challenges, they get to go and order. Oh my. <laughs> I, I, I will say that that sounds interesting and I would check it out, but I would only be lying to you guys. <laughs> I don't really take offense, but if, if anyone gets a show out of me, it's the challenge. You all have to watch the challenge. Yeah, uh, I don't think I'm, I'll be able to do that. Uh, yeah, so, you'd have to pull it off of, uh, off of a streaming, like a uh, somewhat black market streaming service somewhere. Because I don't think MTV broadcasts it anywhere but North America, and they're just starting in the UK now. Oh, is it on MTV? I, we had, do have MTV on our one satellite television service, so maybe it's on there. I don't know. If you do watch it, just just keep me in mind and say, what the hell is this guy thinking? Will do. Best show on TV. That's all. I'll, 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 I'm done. Okay. <laughs> you have not. You have not sold me, but. I will I will bow out of the conversation. <laughs> well, let's say you take a bunch of MTV reality stars, and we'll use the stars, you know, quotes uh, loosely, but let's say you take those people, and now they're pulling from other networks, so Big Brother America, they've got they've got from um Floribama Shore, which is another MTV show, and they just stick them on an island in a house and they pretty much feed them alcohol and peanut butter. And they just say go nuts, do whatever you want. And then they do challenges of different physical and mental stuff, puzzles and whatnot. And it's the most entertaining damn thing you'll see all day. So, so the, do, do they kick there a lot of like screwing? <laughs> there, this season hasn't been much of screwing, but there is usually plenty of, yes. So, so do they, they kick surprised. everybody off? They, they do a challenge and then like the worst team gets voted off and then they have a winner at the end. Is that? That's right. Yeah, they do eliminations, and um, uh, every week they do eliminations. Sometimes they do a purge challenge, and that's like you're getting rid of like three or four people, man. This is heavy duty shit. And then at the end, they win. Actually, the the prize is getting bigger because this year it's uh, seven hundred fifty thousand. They they're winning. Now the only reality show that we've got going at the moment is The Bachelor. Don't get me started. This season of The Bachelorette is going to be the worst. I, I don't even... We're not getting there. We're not going there. I actually don't watch The Bachelor, but there's this one girl on Facebook that does these recap videos that are quite funny. It's all in Afrikaans, though, so you guys won't understand it. <laughs> I've already said enough incriminating things. That's that's. Uh, I'll keep my man card for, for a couple minutes here. Yeah, well, well, what we didn't tell you is at the end of this episode, we're all going to vote. So, 
Well, well damn it. We're, we're going to evict you. <laughs> Shh, no, you got to wait till the end. You got to wait till. Oh, oh this is me. I'm oh, going to say it's discrimination. Just yeah. remember that. Yeah. Classic oh. amateur move. Yeah. Yeah. It's spoiler, man. Uh, well, I can tell you what I've been watching. Um, I started watching an anime called High Score Girl. I don't know if you guys have never seen heard it of it. At all. It's. Yeah. I really want to like it. Uh, it It's basically about a boy and a girl in like the arcade era. And it's just sort of she's awesome at fighting games. And he's like, it's got a lot of the anime tropes of, you know, he's in, inadequate and he doesn't like that a girl is better than him and stuff like that. But the cool part of the show is that they don't use, you know, video game A, video game B. It's straight up, oh, they're playing Street Fighter 2, and there are sprite. they're straight up using sprites showing these matches, and then they're digging into, like, high-level play, where they're like, oh, yeah, this is the, like, guile turtling technique she's using right now. And it just pulls really, really deep stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, they, but they hop from different games. Each episode is pretty much a different game so they'll go into like ghosts and goblins to talk about oh you don't want to spend your arcade money on that game that game's too hard <laughs> it's it's really neat the kind of respect they pay to these kind of old arcade games and they show the actual games in the in between the anime yeah like they'll be they'll be playing it and it's all about them playing it um and they'll straight up be showing like the sprites it's not anime versions of it it's those are those sprites with the scan lines and everything. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah, it's impressive. But you I wonder if you, the you're... people that made the series actually had to play the game or something to do that. Or they might yeah, I'm not sure exactly how they went about it. But but you said you're trying to like it. So is it one of those where the idea is really good but the execution isn't quite there? So it's good. It's it's been harder for me. So I used to be a big anime fan. It's been harder for me to go back now watching so many things and seeing how cringy some things can be. So the main uh female character, the high score girl, she doesn't talk. So she doesn't really have a whole lot of a personality and it seems to be mostly about this guy really just wanting to be better than a girl. Um, and they're both kind of shitty people, if you really look at it, because he's try he's kind of misogynistic, and she's physically abusive and beats the shit out of him. It's, it's one of those things where, like, you can probably overlook it, but watching it, um, part of me is just like, uh, this is just the, the normal anime cookie cutter in that part of it. So, mm. I don't know. I have more of it to watch to see if it, it, if they feel more like people and less like tropes um but the game stuff i'm really i'm really liking so it's this push and pull right now for me it sounds interesting i don't know if you sold me on that though yeah i would give it like i'd watch a couple episodes and see if that if the game stuff is enough right high score girl you said yeah yeah i've also actually been watching uh the grand tour i don't know if any of you guys watch that you know what, I've been, I've only got, the first season, I didn't really dig, second season, the first season felt okay for a little bit, 
Um, second season I didn't get into, but the third season, man, I've been right into, I've only seen like a couple, two or three, but, uh, but I've been right into it, man. They're hitting their stride now again. You have to watch the Mongolia episode. It's quite awesome. I do have to catch that one yet. Yes, I do. What? So what is this? It's the thing from the guys that got fired from Top Gear. Okay. Amazon bought them for like a lot of money and they're making basically top gear on Amazon now. Huh. It's called Grand Tour, you said? Yep. All right. So do you still watch uh, Top Gear there? Actually not. I tried one one season and it wasn't bad. I just haven't gotten back to it. It's gotten better. Yeah. (laughs) I hear you there, man. Yeah, I know the, um, what's it, the Friends guy and the other two guys are quite good. Yes, Joey, yeah, yeah. it's it's better now that they got rid of, um, uh, what's his name? Evans, Chris, I uh, think. Yeah, I, uh, uh, sure, we'll go with that, I think. Yeah, we'll go with that, I think. I think it's another Chris Evans. <laughs> it's a Chris something or other, yeah. Yeah, what's his nuts there, yeah. It, it's better now. It's better now. Uh, like I said, just too many things, though. Cool. All right. Here's another awesome segue. Check this one out. So, <laughs> since this is, uh, there's some like video game thing I saw. I don't know. Some sort of like fake packs thing going on. Um, so, I figure that since that's going on this weekend, we could talk about uh, something to do with our arcade. I am old. I grew up in the era when you know in the 80s when arcades were everywhere you know walk into a convenience store and you would see uh defender or tempest or zaxxon i used to play zaxxon in the um, supermarket when my mom went and bought groceries and you know there was always three or four machines in the corner and every month or so they would swap out with something different and and um so okay i'm old but I think you're older than me then. Cause <laughs> the first arcade game I remember playing was Circus Charlie. I don't know if you remember that one. No, doesn't doesn't ring a bell. Oh, it was very nice. So what, I loved what, it. What, what what was it? Are you a little clown trying to catch balloons or something? Uh, there's actually different um, I don't know levels. On the one, you're on the back of a lion and you jump, have to jump through hoops that are set on fire. <laughs> it's all basically different circus disciplines, each level. Because the other ones, you are on a trampoline and you also have to jump through hoops and that's set on fire and then they start moving around and stuff like that. Nice. Sounds it's kind of wild. Actually, it so does sound kind of, it sounds kind of fun. Oh, it was. I mean, it was at one of our cafes, the local one close to where we live. And sometimes my, um, when I come home from school, I swing by there and you know, play a bit of arcade games. And the one time my, um, I stayed so long, my dad came and looked for me. It was like three in the afternoon and I wasn't home yet. <laughs> Nice. I I remember there's there's one time that I ever finished like saw credits on an arcade machine, and um, 
it was a, a friend of mine when I was in the army, and we went to a uh, a bowling alley in wherever town we were at, and we probably put about twenty dollars worth of quarters into Double Dragon. And the first one. The first one, and man, it became it became a thing. I mean, I'm not proud. So, <laughs> you know, we we got about halfway. It's the only time. I remember ever playing a uh, co-op with somebody who was actually good. And, uh, we got about halfway through the game before, you know, we had to start pumping a lot of quarters in and we, that end boss probably cost us $5. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But it became, it became one of those things where it's like, you know, you know, here's a couple dollars run over and grab some quarters real quick. And I'm going to try and not die here real fast. And, you know, keep hitting continue until uh, uh, he could get back and throw a couple more dollars in. So, yeah, but damn it, I did it. Was each uh, credit uh, a quarter, I assume? Yeah, yeah, 25 cents for uh, one credit. Okay. Yeah. I, I like 87 cc'd that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I only played a Double Dragon on PC back in the day, not really on the arcades also a friend of mine and me on his computer we co-opted both of us on the keyboard what kind of computer would that have been i think that was an 80 maybe or 286 or something thereabouts okay if if my friend was here he could totally understand what you just said <clears throat> yeah to parse if i'm like are you talking to, is that the name of it or like Commodore 64 kind of thing, or it, it, it would, no, it no, would... that was a PC. Yeah, uh, so it, it, IBM DOS PC. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so the 286, I believe, and, and I'm probably going to get you know those guys a lot of hate mail, which is fine. Um, is uh, uh, I want to say that that's uh, something to do with the processor or some sort of you know that that's was what the processor. Was... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because before that, you had the XT, which was the 086. Yeah, yeah, they were the big boxes too, eh? And heavy. And heavy, heavy. yep, <laughs> yep. No, my, my first one was a, a 133, a Pentium 133, back in like, I want to say like 95, 96. And uh, that with a huge monitor, um, you know, uh, I want to say was like $2,200. It was so it was so expensive, and now it's it's like you know my Fitbit has more processing power than that PC, or your phone for that matter. Yeah, yeah, my phone. I mean, you know, if I watered that PC and loved it every day, it would never grow up to be as good as my phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, sure, same. Yeah, my first PC was a 500 megahertz Celeron that I built from scratch from parts because I couldn't afford to. Buy a pre-built one. Uh, the Celerons. Yeah, that was that was back in the. You had to install DOS and then install Windows and yeah. Yep. Half, yep. Yeah, half of the game was getting the game to work. Oh yeah, don't get me started on that. <laughs> yeah. Now we're just a couple old guys sitting on the porch drinking lemonade. Yeah. Reminiscing. <laughs> yeah. How how's the weather? <laughs> But man, the second you heard Commander Keen come over that PC speaker, oh, there you go. Wasn't that on the Commodore as well? 
Weren't you guys uh, well off enough to have a freaking sound blaster? Uh, no. I just remember, I remember looking at the sound options and, and being like, okay, there's AdLib and there's Sound Blaster. I don't know what Sound Blaster is, but it doesn't make sound. It doesn't blast sound at all. <laughs> it's, our computer just didn't have it. I remember when uh, my one friend, I think he got a Sound Blaster 16, and when the first Command and Conquer came out, I was like blown away by the sound that came out of that game. Tex, Tex are you getting out of your truck? Uh, no, I just, uh, I, there was a car coming by, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a whole deal, but we're okay now. All right. Are you phoning and driving, Tex? I am on the uh, side of the road. I am being a safe uh, a safe motor vehicle operator. Okay, just checking. All right. If you're talking first computers, I have to kind of derail and, and say that my first one was a uh, Pentium 200 MMX that I bought off of a shirtless guy in a trailer park. <laughs> Wait, that was you? That... <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've gotten in better shape and you've uh, cleaned up some of that body hair, buddy. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll never tell. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was overclocked to 314 megahertz, but he didn't know how. Um, I think it had a four gig SCSI hard drive because he had a SCSI card kicking around. And actually that one did have a sound blaster. Aw, 64 with the, um, it didn't have just the headphone out. It had the RCA outs. I was big pimping in 1999, man. Oh yes. Stereo baby. Oh yes. And that was right around when MP3s, like when Napster came out, I was the only, I Ah, I won't get into it, but uh, th- that could be incriminating. But uh, well, suffice to say, we we had a good music library. If, if you want to get into first computer, because that Celeron was my first Intel PC, the first computer I had was a Spectra Video MSX 728 that connected to the TV, and it basically came with BASIC and oh, cassette yeah. tape that you can have games on. And it actually had cartridges as well. But That's after not too that, bad. Nice. And after that, we went to... Um, it was an English computer. It's called an Icon BBC Model B. Because it was a computer that the British Broadcasting Corporation put into schools. So it was very um, popular over there. And we had that for a long while. And that was only an 8-bit machine. And then we upgraded to its 32-bit version and yeah we actually still have some of that stuff in my parents house somewhere nice you know talking about arcades was your first experience in uh like say like a burger joint or like a pizza parlor or was it actual arcade arcade no mine was in a cafe corner cafe i don't know what you'd call it over there convenience store i guess okay yeah yeah well, yeah, I, like I live in a small town, and um, we had we had a couple burger joints, and uh, that was my initial uh, exposure to any arcades was um, in that burger joint. Like we had Bubble Bobble, they had Hang On. Uh, oh yeah, I remember Bubble Bubble. That's still my favorite game to this to this day. 
That was definitely the game I would hunt down in arcades. Are you talking a standing or a uh, cocktail? Those were all standing. Uh, they eventually, they must money must have been good, and they got a few cocktail uh, cabinets. They had Miss Pac-Man. Oh, God, I'm What's getting a the cocktail cabinet? Now. Uh, the sit-down ones, where the oh, screen okay. is flat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we've never had those. Not really. Oh, man, that's the best way. Best way to play. I think we might we only got them a bit later. We're always a little bit behind the rest of the world. That's why you still got arcades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my first experience with an arcade arcade was actually at one of our big shopping centers and I used to watch the guys play Mortal Kombat 3 on in there like for hours. Yeah, that was similar to me. Uh we had an arcade in the mall and it was it was pretty small and I remember it getting bigger. And I used to go in there and play Bubble Bobble. I wouldn't touch the fighting games because I knew those were quarters easily lost. <laughs> but it it uh, it was really good. And then just one day, just the whole thing was gone. And after that, for me, my main place to play arcade games was on the ferry. On the ferry, okay. Yeah, we have we have a ferry going from uh, from Vancouver Island over to Vancouver. And on the ferry, there's always a little small arcade. And so I used to go on there and try and play uh, a bunch of Area 51. Is that the light gun game? Yeah, that yes, sounds light yep. gunny. Yeah, that that and... Um, why can't I think about it, uh, what it's called? The the Western, the cowboy one. Mad Dog, Mad Dog McCree? McCree? No, oh, yeah, I remember uh, that no one. it's not a light gun. Not a light gun game. Um, side-scrolling shooter. Oh, Sunset Riders. That's the one. Sunset Riders, yes. Those were like the two games that I would play the most. My useless knowledge is finally paying off. (laughs) (laughs) See, you guys are making me feel so much older than I really am. My first arcade experience... (laughs) Was Uh, it a peep show? (laughs) uh, This isn't that kind of podcast. (laughs) Um, But yes... And uh, <laughs> I was seven and uh, hold on. No, so uh, um, I, I don't remember when arcade cabinets started showing up everywhere because, you know, we're talking like maybe 81, 82. And it was just it just seemed like overnight, boom, everybody had them. So I don't remember like the first one I seen. Uh, I do remember um that one of the first games that I can remember playing is uh, Space Invaders. And I just always really, really loved playing Space Invaders. Um, but I remember uh, one year, it's probably like maybe 83, um, driving cross country, stop at a, um, uh, what is it, a truck stop, you know, diner uh, to grab some food. And they had a Pong machine like an actual Pong arcade cabinet. And I went and played it. And I I remember wanting to play it because in my mind, Pong was the first video game. So to me, it was like, oh, I'm going to get to play, you know, the first ever game. Um, and because I was stupid, I thought that was the first game. So to me, it's like, why is it not in a museum? And it's here in a crappy, <laughs> at a crappy little diner. Um, but I remember... Uh, playing that with my brother 
and just kicking his ass and thinking, I am the man. This I want to buy this machine and take it home. And then when we switched sides, I realized that it was the controller was a little bit laggy. And so, um, yeah, I quickly got my ass kicked. So, um, but yeah, I remember playing Pong, like an actual Pong arcade cabinet. That, to me, that's like what I consider one of my earliest arcade memories. But no, it went from zero to everybody has a cabinet that seemed like to me overnight. So that's cool. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. And then a, a friend of mine, uh, or actually my brother's friend, uh, his dad owned an actual arcade. And so. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I didn't go very often, but when I would go, you know, he would give us the quarters that were marked so that they were the ones that he would keep when they would empty out the, the machines. And so he would just give me and my brothers like, you know, twenty dollars and quarters, and say when you run out, come back. So, yeah, we we didn't take advantage of it too much, but uh, that that was definitely uh, that that was when I did a lot of experimenting. That was when actually uh, Excite Bike. That was when I first started playing Excite Bike and actually got kind of good at it. Uh, and uh, just just a lot of those games, you know, because. When you don't have to worry about spending the money, then you could go and do those experiments. But when mom drops me off and I've only got five dollars, you know, so I've got twenty quarters to the last two hours, I'm gonna be <laughs> only gonna play the games I know I can play for more than three minutes. I actually played a lot of those first shoot 'em ups. I wasn't very good, but I loved them. Like nineteen forty two. Oh, that's a good one. Fantastic. Yeah. I uh, I don't know if this will make you feel better or worse, but I remember when I was really little uh, playing an Asteroids machine with my dad. Oh, I also did. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was also kind of one of those moments where I was like, oh, this is like the first video game ever. Um, the, <laughs> the part that might not make you feel good is that we did play it in an antique shop. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay, so thanks for joining us today, guys. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no, like super gonna... the oldest now. Oh, see, you had to go there. All right, that's fine. That's fine. I'll take you it. Somebody, cut it out. Is, is, somebody, somebody needs to be the elder, you know, to be able to let you guys know, set your own ways, learn from my mistakes. <laughs> so, all right. So. You know, that means segue. That's so, segue. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I've been practicing. Um, so, Mr. Tex, yes. um, you have an assignment that you found out right before we press record. Yeah. I so, partially forget it but now, but yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No, no I, I, I'm a nerd. I take notes. So, um, for those who have looked at the forums, Tex is the head writer of the TV show that doesn't exist, Trouble in Laws. So since we have him here live on the air, we are going to um, do a writing session and figure out the next episode of the Trouble in Laws. So, <laughs> so Tex, this is yours, man. Go for it. What are we doing? Well, what we discussed was that there was a unnamed... Um, convention of sorts and that the mother-in-law perhaps would be tagging along. So 
what I I'm still thinking or what I'm originally thinking is that his mother-in-law is part of one of the multi-level marketing companies like the um, uh, say like the shampoo the miracle shampoo companies and that there is a big convention in um, in Milwaukee let's say just as a random as a uh, it could be Hawaii but let's say it's Milwaukee let's just say it's more it's someplace that they have to go and like get a room so it's not like they could go home when they're finished that's right that's right yeah yeah yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a whole weekend i mean yeah you like have, the convention you have center this. so it's big it's it's a huge thing people travel from all over that's right because you have shampoo of but course you have conditioner and that's a separate that's a separate uh, panel that's a new product line that's a new product line see and so what's happening is that there's a gaming convention, unnamed of course, going on at the same time at the same weekend. So Dave decides two birds, one stone. I can kind of uh, smooth things over with the mother-in-law after. Um, let's see what 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 could he have done? I feel like there needs to be some Mrs. Doubtfire going on where he's running over to the game convention you know, playing some games and then he's got to throw something, so, something together and come back. Oh, he's got to be at both. I like that. Maybe he's, uh, maybe for the mother-in-law, he's cosplaying as a shampoo <laughs> bottle for promotion. And so yes. he has to go back to the game convention. Like he's running in this, something. Yeah. He's running in this mascot outfit, his little steps to try and go between the game convention yeah, and, and the top of the shampoo bottle is like flopping in the wind as he's running, <laughs> which is good comedic effect. Uh, yes. So yeah, he signed on to be, to, to make a little extra money, he signed on to be um, like a uh, product representative slash mascot for, uh, for the unnamed company. Right. And so he's at the convention. He's slotted. He has one hour... Um, allotments so shifts so he works you know 10 to 11 then he has 11 to 12 off so then he can run to the to the gaming convention play oh what would be a funny game for him to play though well he's he's a shampoo bottle so it yes. needs to be like some sort of a uh, clean game like he's got a guy. It, it, it's a, a katamari with a vacuum Ka- oh I like this. So he's playing that, but then he realizes the time because he looks at his Tasmanian devil watch and it's getting late. So he has to run to his shift and he does that about three or four times before he starts getting winded. And then, uh, and sweaty and sweaty. Oh yeah. Sweat, sweat marks on the bottle. That always looks good. And, um, Oh, I had just had something too, but I lost it. Oh, zero fight. So, uh, and there's, uh, eventually we see him playing golden tea and he's just slamming the ball up and the, 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 uh, shampoo bottle, it keeps on going back and forth as he flops it. Um, so then there is a dinner that night and she wants to take Dave because he was such a good, such a good son-in-law, you know? And, um, so it's at a bar and, no, it's 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 not at a bar. It's the fanciest chilies in Milwaukee. Oh, I like that. Oh, 
You're good. <laughs> you might have a you might have a bright future at Texleg Productions. And Dave didn't. I'll have do anything for a party sound. <laughs> so they get to Chili's, and they she the mother-in-law goes up and says, "I have a, a reservation for two tables." And she said, "The lady says, oh, you know what? I'm so sorry, but we just gave the last two tables to so and so, which is a rival company." There's something about her mom is in on that too, but I'm not. We're not going to get totally into that because there's little that little bit of rivalry between the mother and the mother-in-law. So there's the rival company, and so basically, kind of a little spat ensues, and some fajitas get thrown. Perhaps, what fine cuisine does Chili's also serve? You're on your own with that one. It's it's. It, uh, I know they have baby back ribs. Oh, the baby back, baby back ribs. Yes, there's something to do with that. Dave wants the baby back, baby back ribs, but that might be a different part of the episode. That, See, this is, how I, this is how that's... I this is how I write these episodes. It's three in the morning. I kind of make a note on my phone, and it's it's stuff like baby back ribs, Dave mascot, <laughs> and then separate sweaty. It's all these things, right? So yeah, there's a little spat between the two rival companies, but Dave gets into the shampoo bottle costume and he puts on some kind of label that has the, the rival company on it as well to show them that they can both live in unison. So <laughs> so they share the table, they share appetizers, or is there is it appetizzlers or is that Applebee's? I can't remember. But so they share an appetizer, everybody's happy. They're driving home. So the next thing is they're driving home. The next day goes smoothly because um, the companies are, um, they're, they're working in unison. They're sharing mascots. Everybody's happy. Dave's playing games. There's probably him eating a corn dog. And then they're driving home that night. He's driving. He's, uh, they're driving in the station wagon because it hasn't gone to the monster truck rally yet. That's an episode in my head. Mm-hmm. And, of course. They're driving driving home and um, his mother-in-law's sleeping next to him and he's got that beaming smile of satisfaction. And out of the back window you can see the shampoo bottle costume flopping in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> out of the boot, right? Out of the boot. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, out of there's a big window in the in the back of the station wagon. It's flapping in the wind. I don't know if you guys have any spice you want to throw on or change anything entirely. Uh, I feel like the opposing company should be a conditioner company. And he gives a, a speech about how you, you can't have shampoo without conditioner, that they work work together. They work together. Oh, see, this is good. This is, uh, Why am and I even doing this on my own? Together. <laughs> and then they make a two-in-one version of it. That's oh yeah, yeah, that's totally. Not... Oh, a two in one. That's it. That's not bad either. I like that. Or they find that they can fight together against the two in one. It's one of the two. I like that though. I like that. Yeah. And it's not two in one. It's two against one. Two. Oh, see, we're making TV, boys. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> See, because I can just ramble on episodes for hours. So this is good. I like this. Somebody call a network. 
I've Googled how to pitch a TV show. That's all, that's as far as I've gone, but I've Googled it. So, I mean, I'm halfway there. I shudder to think the results you got, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, other I, than I, the smattering of adult websites that were showing, you know, fake pitches, but other than that, no, it was a... Uh, it did... I mean, I don't need to bore you with the, the pitch packages and all that stuff, but I, I've Googled it. <laughs> okay. That's funny. The 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 uh, oh crap! What's it called? I need to check on my phone. There is a a podcast. Um, I want to say it's called the Writers Panel Podcast. Let me let me look it up real quick. The Writers Panel. Yep. Uh, with Ben Blacker, and basically what it is is uh, uh Ben Blacker, Ben Acker are writing partners. They write uh, TV movies, uh, Star Wars comics. Um, that if you've ever heard the, uh, uh, thrilling adventure hour podcast, um, they write that, uh, if seriously, if you ever want to know anything about how to write, um, a TV show or anything like that, that is the podcast. They have like dudes from, uh, like the main guy from breaking bad has been on it where they're like, okay, season three just happened. Let's talk about it. And it's not oh, a, wow. it's, it's not a, a, you know, like what's your favorite color? It's all right. When you were writing this and you came up against this thing and you had to, you know, spoiler for breaking bad, sell drugs. Um, <laughs> what, you know, how did you come up with this idea of this? And they talk about, well, we were pitching this idea and this and basically doing what we just did. And then they come up with something that's actually useful. And then they talk about what's the process? How do you break ideas? How do you uh, kick it up? Does the head writer write? I mean, not to bore you with it. I find it interesting, even though I have no writing skills. Um, but uh, uh, it, that is a very good show if you're interested in writing um, for TV or, or just interested on you know how TV shows are made. What's it called again? The Writer's Panel. Uh, okay. I'll check it out, definitely. Yeah. That's yeah. rad. I'll have to check that out, actually. Yep. It's definitely good. All right. So so to pimp the forms, uh, Texas homework is going to be uh, taking the notes or taking the ideas that we just kicked around, uh, and he will be writing this episode of The Trouble in Laws and posting it on the forums, which is, I want to say, Mojo menace.com slash forums yep, I, that's yeah i think that's right okay and then i i want uh there is a thread called the trouble in laws and uh go in there and read and all the hijinks that dave is such a crazy guy i tell you he's a perfect he, character for a 90s tv sitcom he is it, these things just seem to write themselves when I, I i just think of him smiling and like that oh you look on his face <laughs> oh yeah the, the oh golly shucks. Yep, yeah, that's exactly it. Like like Bob Saget or somebody. Well, and and the for me, um, you know, uh, uh, listening to Dave on you know like a hundred episodes that Harry Minis has been on and all of this, I know that the cartoon in my brain is so it's more Dave than Dave. Like like <laughs> the, 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 the Dave in my brain is so over the top and so cartoony that um i mean i love dave i think i love my brain dave better though 
and yeah and and mo is still just scary mo mo frightens me i'm intimidated <laughs> i wonder what it would be like to meet him in real life i i don't know uh um you know that's kind of why we're doing this is <laughs> Because we don't get to meet these guys because they don't like us no more. Um, but you know, whatever it, it is, what it is, you know. Well, we can uh, we can take the money from this podcast episode and uh, fund next year, flying us all out. So yeah, well, because I, <laughs> I do want I I, I want to meet uh, Dave's mother-in-law. So I, if I need to get to Milwaukee next year, then that's what I got to do. So. I want to meet the mother-in-law. I want to meet the Bobby-in-law. <laughs> I forgot about the Bobby-in-law. The Bobby-in-law. I Oh, yeah. We have to. What's that again? That's his father-in-law. His name is... He calls him Bobby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Plus, we have to fund the Weird Al episode somehow. That is true. That is true. He's He's not cheap, but, you know... Weird Al or the father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> and with that. <laughs> and with that. So I got nothing, guys. What do you got? Anything else you want to tack on the end here? Nope, I got nothing as well. Okay. It's nearly one in the morning where I am. Yeah, I think we should call it a, a, a night or a morning in your case. So... um. I, I do want to say before I want this on the show that, you know, for reals, I want to thank, you know, John and Mo and Dave. And I'm glad all the guys that did get to go to MGC this year sound like they had a blast. Um, I hope their travels are safe because I know Lag had a hell of a time getting there. And it sounds like his getting home isn't going to be much better. Yeah, I um, hope he gets home. Yeah. Well, eventually. But uh, it, took, uh, it took Tom Hanks, what, 20 years in the terminal? Let's try uh, to record, break it. That's it. Lag? <laughs> Lag has homework, too. Lag has homework, too, now. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, but no, I... his experience. Yeah. So, I, I do want to just say, like, for reals, thanks for letting us do this. It's been a blast. And uh, uh, not just today, but leading up to today. It's, it's you know, talking with you guys and, and getting it all figured out. And, you know, boo MGC. Until next year. Boo MGC. Boo. Boo. Ooh. All right, so uh, so uh, I guess we need to do a Don Chichio. It's uh, it's four in the afternoon, so I I've been in here for like two hours, so I haven't had a chance to make a drink yet. So I have water. So I, I have, have water nothing. as well. I finished my beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess uh, to Hilden. I have one sip of water in a small cup. To Hilden. Don Chichio. Don, Don Chichio. Chichio. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>